Hello, and welcome to episode six of Till Death Do Us Part. I'm Daniel. And I'm Melissa. Hi, babe. Hi. How's it going? Good. I'm excited. You're excited? Yeah. Because we're officially up and running? Yeah, that. That's summertime. And it's summertime. That is true. Officially summertime. There you go. Our kids are off of school. Yeah. I don't know why we're excited. It's summertime, but... And we do live on the surface of the sun. It's a little warm. Just a tad bit warm. No, but I'm really excited because we are officially up and running. Something we've been talking about for nine months and planning. It was kind of like having another child. A little bit. Because we had to get all the gear... We had to figure out where we were going to put it. We had to figure out a name. We had to figure out all that kind of stuff. And it took us a good nine months to get our stuff together. That's a good point. Yeah, to start this. So welcome to the birth of our child. Yes. And her name is Till Death Do Us Part. There you go. Why is it a girl? I don't know. I just assume because I'm of a certain age that if we were to have another child, it would be a girl. Sure. That's statistically you have girls as you get older. Okay. Did you know that? I think I heard something about that. Yeah. Um, So thank you to everyone who has been listening to our podcast and giving us really great feedback and rating us and reviewing us and to all the other podcasts out there who have sent us messages and just been super supportive. And I guess I just want to say there's room for everybody. Absolutely. So if you have a desire to start a podcast, honestly, just do it and see what happens. We all have something to say. That's for sure. And if, you know, there's 7 billion people in the world and we have, you know, at least singles, tens of people listening to us that there's still plenty of room out there. Plenty of room. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, Daniel, tell us your factoid. All right. I get some factoids. So, I'm going to stop going on and on about us being married for 15 years. Boring. We'll we'll stop patting ourselves on the back. But I just thought since it is 15 years that (laughs) everyone knows in the U.S., just under half of all marriages end in divorce. The funny part is that they don't live up to the vows that everyone takes that is till death do us part. Yeah. And then there's that. <laughs> so the average length is eight years before they end in divorce. Did you know that? Eight years and eight inches? Yes. Okay. Um, no, seriously. Eight years? Eight years. That's it. And I, then I that's didn't know the that. average in the US. That's how long marriages last. Wow. I think that's for divorce though. I don't know about spouses killing each other. Okay. That's, I'll have to look that up. Uh, but the funny part was Italy is 17 years and then the rate is 42%. You know so why? Because they're, it's nicer and happier? No, it's because they like to eat. Oh, I was, that was going to be my next And choice. they like to socialize and they like to drink wine and they don't care what their neighbor's doing. They just fight out on their balconies. So if we eat more lasagna and drink more wine, statistically, we're going to last a lot longer. I think so. I mean, how could someone who's eating Italian food and drinking wine be unhappy? I, yeah. How? I don't know. Here's a good one. Maybe this has something to do with food. 
Qatar, their divorce rate is 70%. And the marriages last less than five years. In Qatar? In Qatar. In the Middle East. Yep. I thought that's illegal or something, but... That's it. 70% is their divorce rate and less than five years. Wow. I thought that... I had no idea. That was interesting. I'm glad you brought up Qatar because we had friends that lived there. That's what that, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. It was and interesting. They, it was beautiful. Uh, you want to guess which state is the worst or has the highest divorce rate in the U.S.? California. Nope. Not even close. Where? Oklahoma. What? Yep. 66%. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. Is that what it's known for? I think. I don't know. That's I've never from, heard that before. That's from the musical Oklahoma. Oh, right. Because I don't watch or pay attention to musicals. I do love me a good musical. What do you think is one of the best states? If you say California, I'm going to, I don't even know what I'm no, going to do. No, you have to guess. Okay, California. No. What? Hawaii. 20%. Okay, but that rate. goes back to you live in a vacation, a spot where people vacation. Everyone's always happy. There's lots of food. Mai Tais, pina coladas. Yeah. I was thinking, well, maybe people, what about people that get married in Hawaii? But this is like people that reside in the state. So it's not where you got married. It's where you got divorced. Well, congratulations, Hawaii. See? So even though it's expensive, if you want to, you know, live out your days, Hawaii, which my coworker friend wants to, he's going to retire in Hawaii. So Mm -hmm. that's... uh, he he chose the right place, evidently. Which is awesome for us because we have a place to stay. Yeah, which will then lead to us statistically staying married longer. Because you want to move to Hawaii? No, just over there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Eating our All Italian right. food and drinking wine. Works for me. All right, last one. I think this is hilarious. Okay, go. It's not, but we'll make it funny. Um, This is a shocker. If you have a locked up spouse, meaning incarcerated, that's going to lead to divorce. Very high chance. <laughs> I'm, I'm so surprised. <laughs> 80% of men divorce their wives that are in, of the, of the divorces, 80% of them are men divorcing their wives that are incarcerated. And almost 100% of women divorce their husbands that are incarcerated. Yeah. So in other words, men are more patient than women. I guess that's the statistic. Mm-hmm. So many thoughts I don't know. running through my head right now. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, that was it. my case for you okay. is of James and Rebecca Bargy. This is a teeny tiny case. All right. I haven't seen anything about it. To find any information about this was really hard. It was just very limited amounts of facts. I bet that I could find. Um, so I want to preface, I want to preface it with that. Once again, I am having a hard time talking today. Preface. preface. I think I've heard of this case before. Have you? No. Oh. <laughs> of all the cases. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. So I was looking up a specific thing to kind of talk about, and this case popped up. And I thought it was very interesting and a little bit shocking. Cool. Is that too long of an intro for this case? It Am depends. I Is the case much? that short? That we have to fill in the yeah, intro? Yeah, it's, it's really short. Okay. 
So that's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> I beat you. Dang it. Beat you. Okay. James and Rebecca Bargy. On October 19th, 2008, the body of James Bargy, 29, was found in the hallway of his mobile home in Columbia, Tennessee, by his wife, Rebecca, who was 25. James had a ball gag in his mouth, duct tape covering his mouth and eyes, a bandage wrapped around his entire head, leaving only his nostrils showing. His legs and arms were tied behind him, and he was cold and stiff. Rebecca ran next door to her mother, Mona Phillips, trailer, who then called the police. He was wrapped up with a ball gag in a trailer in Tennessee. Yes. All right. I'm going to read you the 911 call. Oh, awesome. This is from Mona Phillips. She says, he's dead. At (laughs) one point saying, he's weird. He's weird, asked the dispatcher. Was this a sexual thing or is this an attempt of suicide? Phillips replies, I don't know what happened. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's his mother-in-law. He's weird. He's weird. He's dead. And she doesn't know. She doesn't even care to to even guess. She doesn't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think think she knows, but. Most mother-in-laws. Wow. All right. Okay. So once again, I wrote in my notes, this is a very small case. So there was very little background information I could find about James. I was able to find his obituary. So what I gather from his obituary is that James was a really cool guy. He was born on January 18th, 1979 in Niskayuna, New York. So he's actually a little bit older than us. Yeah. He's almost my age. He was a contractor and landscaper. James was an avid hunter and fisherman. He loved NASCAR and Metallica. Nice. And ball gags. And ball games. Ball gags. Ball gags. I said ball games. <laughs> well, he probably likes ball games too. I, I think he likes ball games. Actually, we don't. I don't know that because he was tied up, so someone might have put it. Okay. So I won't. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. You are getting ahead of yourself. I'll just sit here quietly. So Daniel, do you know what else James loved? Not yet. Can should I guess? Yeah. Guess what else? Guess what else he loved? Um. Is it weird? I mean, his mother in law said he's weird, so I got to guess something weird. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you. Ready? He dresses up in women's clothes. He liked B D S M. Oh, okay. So yeah. So there you go. So it's weird. It's. It's not weird. It, it, okay. You can't just say it's you, weird. You, you don't know it. anything about it. Well, she said it. it weird first. Okay, his mother-in-law called him weird. Right. That doesn't mean he's weird, and that doesn't mean what he does is weird. That's true. It's what some people like. He likes NASCAR, so that helps like yeah. offset the BDSM. And Metallica. And Metallica. I mean, so Inner that's Sandman. Right. Come on. Anybody that can sing Inner Sandman, you're right up there. Right. Top of my gauge. It's hard to sing Sandman with a ball gag. I think I think you're right. I'm going to go a little bit into what BDSM is. Oh, good. So if... Is that inappropriate? I'm going to just give a little heads up. Okay. If talking about 
adult aerobics, uh, BDSM, any sort of sexual nature bothers you, then um, we'll see you for episode seven. (laughs) BDSM is an umbrella term used to describe certain aspects of, quote unquote, adult aerobics. Right. And can be split into these major groupings, bondage and discipline, domination and submission, and sadism and masochism. BDSM is a variety of often erotic practices or role-playing and other interpersonal dynamics. Hmm. Although BDSM is usually thought of as kinky, uh, okay, kinky. Yeah, kinky. In most cases, that specific act is not involved, gotcha. meaning a sexual act. Right. The mental connotations of some acts are more of a turn on than the prelude of a particular act leading to a sexual encounter. Gotcha. Informed consent is required from both partners. Because BDSM often involves varying degrees of pain, physical restraint, and servitude. There is always a safe word to stop the particular act if one consenting adult is not comfortable. Words like the color red, or even a word like pineapple. Sure. Fruit. Colors. Yeah, I didn't know that there was rule. There's rules to it, huh? There's major rules to it. Wow. It's a Mm. whole lifestyle. Evidently. Yeah. I mean, I could really get into it, but this is a PG-13 show. Sure. So I didn't want to get too much into it, but it did fascinate me. So as long as you are a consenting adult and you have a safe word, you kind of both are on the same page. Sure. Then. Yeah. Whatever trips your trigger, I guess. Knock yourself out. Have fun. Right. Or have someone else knock you out. Yeah. Oh, right. oh no. No, we're not. You well, know, no, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. Do you know what a pineapple stands for in Bakersfield, California, where we live? <laughs> what is a pineapple? Oh, God. No. A are pineapple? You mad? Are you mad that I just said where we live? <laughs> no, I don't care. Oh, okay. All right. I think I just heard everyone shutting everything off, though. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're from Bakersfield. They're from Bakersfield. And How dare they be from Bakersfield? Um, what does a pineapple mean? What does a pineapple stand for oh, in God. Bakersfield? And you know what? I believe in the rest of the country, but this has really taken off in, in the Central Valley of are California, you Bakersfield. If you see a pineapple, I like pineapple. Does okay, that count? But since in your job, you drive around a lot. Yeah. Okay. If you see a pineapple placed on a front porch or mailbox, that was put there by swingers to signify that oh, a party is going on. Oh, wow. Yes. This is a big thing here right now. All right. Now, hold on. Is it a live pine, like a real pineapple or just a pineapple? Could it be like a, um, like a, like a fake pineapple or a, a I think any sort of pineapple, some sort of symbol. Right. An upside down pineapple means that a particular person is in search of a swinger party. 
People walk around grocery stores with pineapples upside down. What? And if you are a swinger, then you walk by and you start up a conversation. Are yeah, you serious? This is happening here. This is a big deal. Oh my gosh. Or even if you drive around and you see pineapples as window decals. Gotcha. That means swinger or people have tattoos. All right. So so when I'm sitting there, when when they have pineapples for sale at the store and mm-hmm. they look good and they're, there's a good chance there's some swingers there picking up pineapples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last time I was at the grocery store, they had these huge displays of pineapples. Yeah. And I guess it's pineapple season, but all and I was thinking. Swinger season. And evidently. swinger season. Yeah. yeah. That would explain a couple of I things. I kind of thought it might be interesting if I was shopping by myself or just with you to put a pineapple upside down and then see how many people talk to us. I'm going to go to the store, just get a cart of pineapples, put them all upside down, see what happens. And just up and down the aisles. I think that's a fabulous idea. All right. So pineapples somewhere in and around your front of your house mm-hmm. and upside down means you're you're looking for it. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So now what I do want you to do is when you drive around. Look for pineapples. Look for pineapples. And if you see any, I want you to take pictures. All right. And if you live in Bakersfield and you did not know this. Stop putting pineapples out in front of your house. You're giving people the wrong message. True. (laughs) Very true. And I'm sorry if I shocked you, Bako people. James's wife, Rebecca immediately confessed to tying James up and was arrested. She said she had done this to him a hundred times before, but this time she had tied him up and left him alone while she drove to a local hotel to meet up with another man who had flown into town to meet her. She'd met this guy online, but here's the thing. This is 2008. Okay. So we only had chat rooms. We only oh, had true. MySpace. Right. So it was not that easy to meet up with people or connect with people during this time. Yeah. But this is how she would find people and have affairs with them. Wow. Which was probably MySpace. So she left him tied up yeah. at his request. So that is a huge no-no no, in the BDSM Culture. She, she get fined or something. I don't know if you get fined, but that is a huge no no. You can't leave never them. leave anybody don't tied leave, up don't or by f- themselves. Yeah. Never ever. She spent that night with this new man and returned home to James the next day. That's not very nice. No. Having left him alone and tied up and gagged for twenty hours. That, yeah, so that's not gonna that's not gonna end well. No, no, that's horrible. Yeah, that poor man. Ugh, just dead silence, laying there, gagged. Oh gosh, makes my heart hurt for him. Rebecca said James liked to fantasize about her being with another man while he was tied up, and would usually untie himself, but this time. He was not unable to get out of his binds. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. The autopsy performed ultimately found that James had died from asphyxiation. 
That did not end well for him. No. No. And that's how he was found. And that's like the last image that... What a way to go. Some people have of him. Oh, it's just awful. Rebecca claimed that his death was a tragic accident that occurred during fetish behavior that they willingly participated in together. And that it was James who really took an active interest in it. So he was more into it than she was, yes. is what she's claiming. Yes. He was the one that was the submissive. He liked things done to him. Gotcha. And then I was thinking, I have a question right here. I said, I wonder if they had interviewed her date for the evening that James had died. Yeah. What's up with that guy? Was she kinky with him or was she pretty vanilla? Oh. Like, did she tie him up? Did she, you know, whip him a little bit? I don't know. No, I know. Those are the questions. Well, how would I? As an investigator, that's, I would have gone and talked to him. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could say, well, clearly he wasn't, he didn't do it. So why would they involve him? They can't make him. Right. But if she's turning the blame all on James and like this was James's thing, this is what he wanted to do. I would want to know if she did that with other partners. Yeah. Because then it couldn't all just be blamed on James. That's true. Okay. So James's family believes otherwise. Oh, good. They say it was not an accident and that Rebecca was never faithful and used this one opportunity to get rid of James once and for all. They had been having marital issues, and that provoked his death, is what the family's saying. So they're not buying her story that he fantasized about her cheating on him. No, they believe that she wanted him gone, so she used that opportunity and his fetish behavior. Right, right. To tie him she up. took advantage of it. Right. And then to come home and be like, <gasps> Hey, what happened? Oh my goodness. I can't believe he didn't get out of these binds that I triple knotted. Right? See, then th- again, why would she immediately confess to it? Why wouldn't you confess to it? I don't know. Just say, Her- oh, he asked me to leave him like that. That's what she said. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously it was her. Yeah. So she had to confess to it. He didn't and the tie easy himself it, up. Yeah, he didn't tie himself up. My fingerprints are all over the rope. That's true. Or whatever they used to bind him and the duct tape. I mean, that's all. Her fingerprints are everywhere. She couldn't have said, I didn't do this. Somebody must have come in and done this. Yeah. But her next, her next defense could be, you know, he liked it. This right. is what he wanted me to do. I've done this a hundred times. Right. Yeah. So May 20th of 2009, Rebecca was found guilty of the lesser charge of negligent homicide and sentenced to a whopping 18 months in jail. Nice. All right. Well, then it's worth it that she confessed. Mm, Yeah. Negligent homicide means the killing of a person by an act of negligence or without malice. Wow. And she's out. She is out. And there is no information because I believe she changed her name. (laughs) I think I would too. Because there is nothing. It's like dead silence, cold. She is now going around looking for pineapples. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe that's a Tennessee thing too. I'd be truly interested if any of our reader readers, if any of our listeners, we've got a lot of listeners from Ohio. Yeah. Washington, 
even Texas. Have they experienced the pineapple phenomenon? Yes. Yeah. Have, is this just a California Bakersfield thing? <laughs> or is this an all over the country thing? I do see a lot of the public. So in you my do. line of work. So I now I'm going to look. Yeah. Because I bet I didn't even notice. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. And you know what? We're not say, we're not sitting here judging. We have no room to judge. No. So if that's what you're into, hey, that's yeah. what you're into. If you're into pineapple play, go for it. As long as you're being safe, as long as you are consenting adults, as long as you are of age. Yeah. Hey. And not doing it on the front lawn. No, let's let's keep that behind closed keep doors. It, yeah. That'd be better. Wow. So there's my little case. So I wonder how long they were married. How long did it say? How long? Because you had the ages. I Sorry, the I, ages. I'm asking you. I know they'd specifics. only been married a couple years. Yeah. There weren't. They're just. I could not find any information about it. But I just. They I thought it old, was interesting. But... I thought it was interesting, and like I say, every victim deserves to have their story put out there. Yeah. Every single victim. So just because these aren't huge cases doesn't mean that they still shouldn't be covered. And, you know, James was into what he was into and that that shouldn't have gotten him killed. I think the, you have to be really trusting of the other person in the, in that kind of in BDSM and stuff. A hundred percent. Especially if you're tied up. I mean, there can't be, can't be like a stranger. No. That's that, just, that's creepy. It is big business though. It's kind of an underground big business yeah. where people, Do, you know, yeah. a, a person comes in and. Right. I don't know. It's, are they going to. Not into that. No. You get the BDSM Uber order. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> It, it'd be like, a, I was going to say a pineapple car, but that's different. That's just for swingers. So there's got to be some sort of symbol for BDSM, right? So if swingers have the pineapple, oh. what is the symbolism for BDSM? I, that, there, there's there got to be one. There has to be one. Yeah, there has to be. <gasps> if anybody knows that, let me oh, know. Oh my God. I just thought about that. There's always a symbol for and everything. Then, and then you get the quote unquote Uber car pulling up, but it has that symbol, <laughs> right? So you get your your order of your pdsm person shows up mm. wow because there's got to be especially with social media you know people put out little symbols and things yeah. and they all mean stuff and yeah people texting and then there's secret little sexting symbols and things that mean things yeah i don't know i'm i'm dumb i don't get all that stuff but i also have not looking so true but i bet yeah i bet there's a ton of stuff like that and I we don't even realize is. it exists I should have dug a little deeper, but I didn't even think about that. And, you know, I didn't want to get too far into it. I didn't want to make too many young people uncomfortable. No, I mean, it's already uncomfortable now going to the grocery store. Are you uncomfortable to go to the grocery no, store? No, I'm actually looking forward to it. It's Are you? Funny. Gosh, I'd rather Instacart. I, I, yeah, I like picking stuff out. You do. It drives me nuts. You like shopping? Would you prefer going Not to- in brick and mortar stores anymore. You don't? Okay. Well, then no. never mind. I take it all back. The best thing for my antisocial personality was COVID in that I learned that I could get everything I needed via delivery. 
Yeah, like going to closed stores to I'd me rather, is just a nightmare. Right, it's but awful. I know my size. I I know right. my measurements. I order everything online. Yeah. Yeah. But see, for food, I'm creative, so I like seeing things, and then I'll pick. I, I design things in my head while I, as I'm doing it, so I don't know what I want until I see it. Right. But yeah, that's. Um, I'd rather tip someone and have them pick it for me. Oh, I no, I hear I I agree most of the time. You're right. That's right. I I wouldn't. It's just so much easier now. It is, unfortunately. Anyway. I know. Well, speaking of social media, you can find us on Instagram at Till Death Do Us Part Podcast. Come by, say hi, leave us a message, follow us. Um, let's see, we have a <laughs> what do we have right now? I don't know. We you could email we us. We have an email. That's yeah. right. We have I, an we email. We just came out with this new thing called email. So that's exciting. <laughs> it's till death do us part at att.net. Yep. I'm still working on that website, folks. I don't know. I'm not very tech savvy, but I'm getting it out there. We'll figure it out. It's fine. We'll figure it out. And just keep listening and reviewing and f- subscribing. Please subscribe to our podcast. Yep. Oh, and this is what we wanted to do. Okay, with our listeners, once a month, we would love to do kind of like a listener stories, or we were calling it like a quickie. Yeah. Maybe an afternoon delight. I I was thinking a quickie with our listeners. A quickie with our listeners. I love it. (laughs) If you have any stories about people who have couples who have tried to kill each other or like grandma stabbed grandpa in the leg with a fork or some good cheating stories of someone that's gotten caught. Oh yeah. Or anything like that that has to do with marriage. Or if you just want to ask us a question, we are probably the worst people to ask questions to about marriage and Things like that. But if you have any questions, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Yep. We have no plan. We just want to see where this goes. Yep. That's it. Thank you for listening. And be careful for marriage is a life sentence. Yep. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>